0: This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum
1: McSwigan of FUBAR Radio.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by the impossibly lovely, it's the very, very beautiful, it's Mr. Joe Sutherland. How are Ooh, you doing, Joe? Oh, I'm fine. I'm blushing
2: now. <laughs> we always start, start the show with a little bit of flirtation. Oh, God, that's very full on. You've broken down my walls already. <laughs> I wanted to be sort of steely cool for at least an hour. Well, we had a little bit of Toxic by Britney Spears there, mm.
0: and that, that was in your, in your honour, Joe because you actually are about to have your new show at the Edinburgh Fringe, I believe. Indeed. And that is called Toxic. Mm -hmm. So
2: tell me a little... It's a comedy show, right?
3: Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's
2: just comedy. (laughs) There's no theatre or politics. Um, It is called Toxic. It is named after the Britney song and the masculinity. Yes. Um, And it's just sort of an hour of, um, you know, chat about... uh, Being a boy, I guess, and how, uh, you know, that's sort of sometimes a bit restrictive and Mm -hmm. a bit like silly and difficult if you don't necessarily match some people's expectations of what that's meant to be and yeah things like that absolutely very 2018 very 2018 (laughs) i like that uh yeah i was i was reading that um
0: when you were growing up you were almost a little bit confused about your gender identity and for some time you
2: thought that you may have been a woman or you were going to grow up to be a woman I mean, <laughs> I still think there's a beautiful woman inside of everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I guess uh, maybe today it would be a little more... Maybe today it would be easier for young people to, I, to find a way of expressing that. You know, mm-hmm. that you might sort of think, oh, well, gender is fluid, gender is a spectrum, and you'd be, like, allowed to express that in certain liberal corners. Um, whereas, yeah, when I think... Certainly, I don't know how it was for you, but certainly like in the 90s, in the Midlands, in um, Sky Blue Coventry, it was very much like there are boys, there are girls, there are gays, there are straights. There's nothing in between. Whereas now, you know, thank Christ, in the last sort of uh, decade or so, I think it's become a lot more mainstream to think about the things that exist in the middle. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's fun. I think that's exciting. Some people think it's threatening, but those people are... Stupid. I, yeah, they are stupid.
0: It's, it, I also grew up in in the Midlands in the nineties, so I, I. Oh my god, where? At Derbyshire. Oh, okay, okay. posh yeah. Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's say that. Uh, but, but no, I, I I feel like I can absolutely r- relate to what you're saying. It was very much. I mean, even gay and straight then. I think mm. you know, growing up in the nineties, even then, that was a bit of a push. Never mind, and like you say, anything that kind of lives in the middle ground. And I know that even I, I think. Growing up, I think even I was a little bit confused about my gender sometimes because they had sort of these such rigid gender stereotypes that if you didn't conform to those in every single way, shape or form, suddenly it was like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Am I not a boy, am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? So even small things, like I never had an interest in playing football and mm. all the other boys did and that was immediately, I think, a red flag to everyone around me.
2: Like, what? what is wrong with this kid? He's supposed to be a boy and he doesn't like football. I know, it like writes a sentence for you like very early on, then defines like the rest of your time If in in the place that you grew up, I think. Um, I was the same. I, I did go on the football team because it was just what the other boys did yeah um but then when it came to picking like the the roles um uh, they're not called rolls, are they?
3: <laughs> In
2: it's more of a You're chorus gaze line. Out. Uh, <laughs> but I was given the uh, the part of defender. <laughs> and um and like our school we didn't have any money, so we didn't have goalposts. So yep. we would just use like mounds of grass. Sure. And um and you know, and I wanted to learn the game. I sort of thought, like, if we're gonna do this then then I'll go to training to learn. But every all the other boys like knew the rules just it's naturally just like they somehow just, they just
0: know they just they're born knowing
2: yeah and if you asked a question you would get like shouted at by a fully grown man and it's that's so scary <laughs> it's, it's, and intimidating horrific, yeah. so in protest I uh, during the um, interval I switched parts and I played uh, the role of goalpost ah, and I, I just stood at the edge and was like well we don't have the money so I'll do it <laughs> I'll fill in <laughs> understudy
3: <laughs> beautiful
2: beautiful I, lo- I love the theatresque language <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What did you think
2: about the World Cup? Um, I, you know, I thought it was a good laugh. I'm glad that France won because I'm a proper fan of that Mbappe. Um, <laughs> I think he's he's dead cool. Um, and I was actually I went on holiday. I went on holiday and never go on holiday. No. But I, I had I had a holiday recently yeah. and I went to France and so I watched two French matches whilst I was there. Oh, amazing! Oh, it was so cool. It was, but it was so stereotypically French. It was like outside a brasserie in Paris
3: <laughs> and like
2: they put out all these rickety wooden chairs on this like little cobbled street and they'd strung up a projector like in a tree and there was just every kind of Ca- French character was there like this guy who'd been trekking to like and fishing all day and then turned up like suntanned and muscly sat next to us with his mum who was just like chain smoking and a, clearly like a <laughs> village gossip and she brought over this like rickety old little man ca- called like Florence or something um, and she just kept ordering him little like blonde beers and he was he was pissed he was like 80 yeah. years old and falling like not looking the right direction at the screen but it was all and everybody stood up to sing the national anthem beautiful um, I felt like that day I was French have you have you seen the picture that went viral on social
0: media of the the naked guy swinging from the lamppost? Oh yeah, in, great! In, in, in French celebration, <laughs> I, I mean, I, t- I feel like he's 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 representing all of France. And round of applause to that man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually found it quite the World Cup quite useful for me, mm-hmm. especially especially with France being in the final, um, because there's this boy I really really fancy, and and he lives in France, and so it was just like any opportunity. To kind of bring up conversation, like, oh, how's the how's the football going over there? Or you know, he'd be posting an Insta story of him watching the game at the final or something. And it was always a way for me to kind of slide into his DMs. So I feel like you know, I'm I'm appropriating straight culture by making it more
3: relevant <laughs> for myself.
2: No, reclaiming, reclaiming, I mean, yeah, taking up space. <laughs>
0: And how and how were things kind of when you because we t- we spoke about when you were younger kind mm-hmm. of growing up in the nineties but how were things kind of going into your teenage years and things like that does does that does that make up a b- a big part of your show
2: it's in there a little bit I think um, you're again I don't know how you maybe felt but you sort of like you maybe get a bit of freedom as a kid. Certainly if you've got like a sort of a flexible and liberal parent who lets you kind of push the boundaries and experiment a little bit, but then you go into secondary school and it's just, I mean, it's hell. Like, you know, it's just horrible. Um, And so then suddenly again, it's like, right, I've got to just like pick a, I've got to like make a new costume. You go into like boy drag and, um, and so that like, was, like, very restrictive. But then I left school at 16 to go and study fashion. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and from there it was then like, oh, this is another new chance. And so, I, like, I, I grew my hair out to shoulder length. I bleached yeah. it blonde. I would, save, I would work on a Saturday in Greg's the Baker's, um, and I would save up my money to buy Vivian Westwood on eBay. Um, Beautiful. But so it, was so it was so brilliantly confusing for the customers at Greg's because I would have all this blonde <laughs> hair tucked up inside a, a hairnet. Yeah. And, and they'd come along and be like oh six, six sausage rolls please love and I'd go oh yeah here you go and they go oh no sorry oh, I didn't realise and you know you would try to like lecture them on the gender performativity um, sort of complex and one day I just had a guy turn around and be like look love I don't care what you are I just asked if the steak bakes were hot um, <laughs> So that was like a beautiful little insight into actually how progressive some of your surroundings can be, like when you don't realise.
0: Yeah. Did, you, did Did you feel like you kind of? I, I mean, what age
2: did you come out? Mm, zero. Zero. Um, you just always, always out. Always. Yeah. Fabulous. I don't think I really had to. Um, yeah. I think my mum. I think it was like in my mum's. Plan. Yeah. It was very much in her blueprint, so it was it's it's her fault if anything.
0: I feel like I went through. I, I very much went through a stage of what, when I first came out, which was at the age of sixteen. I I had before, you know, been trying to conform to that. I'm a man. I have to pretend I like football, mm. and I have to do all of these masculine things, and and really, really trying to fit in and trying to fit into the you know, accepted idea of what a boy should be. And then the second I came out at 16, that was me going down the other end of the spectrum. So I came out, you know, glitter, fabulous, everything, like the gayest person in the world. But again, that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. I think I'd been repressing so much of that for so long that when I finally had the opportunity to say, here I am, it was here I am and then some. Um, So... Yeah, it was it it was quite a lot. Did you have anything like that or but you were I guess you were always being yourself and rebelling against the norm?
2: Well, no, not quite because I would, um I hopped around a few different schools. Um oh weep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there was there was one that I sort of ended up in for like GCSEs and so there I was a bit more um uh fabulous and free i suppose but still very like aggressive like i'd learned to sort of do my fighting with words so i was i was like i was a bitch i was, I was really horrible i'm, I'm not surprised <laughs> I, can, I can see that <laughs> <laughs> i was i was so rude i feel like ashamed even though i i am 100 percent certain i was hilarious yeah um <laughs> but uh, and so i i just remember at, like a prom that like we had a prom it, i ended up going to like a middle class school for those two years and um and so, you know, everybody was dressing up, and I turned up, like, I'd, I'd stuck, like, glitter, yeah, like, all around my eyes. I'd scraped back this hair. I had, like, sort of Gwen Stefani boots up to my knees, and that was that real moment of just, like, reclaiming. It was like, you know, you've spent two years, like, calling me a faggot, so here's your faggot. Yeah. <laughs> it was very full-on, I think.
0: Did you Did you find power in that at all? Like almost not a defence mechanism but did you almost feel like, I've spoken to a lot of drag queens and they always say that the second they put on their high heels or their wig or their dress or whatever, Mm -hmm. suddenly they feel really strong and confident and that person that would usually bully them or shout them down and make them feel really intimidated, suddenly they're not scared by them. Did you feel like you just expressing yourself in the way that you wanted to express? Did you feel that kind of, like you said you were reclaiming the word faggot and being Mm -hmm. like yeah I'm a faggot I'm here did you feel that you were
2: almost I don't know what the word is like stepping up to the plate and saying try me yeah, I suppose so. Because then it really, it sort of sorts the, um, the wheat from the chaff of the bullies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it does mean that people just kind of take a bit of a step back and they're like, oh, well, gross. Yeah. <laughs> you like, yeah, fine. Step back. Give me the space. Um, although it being prom, there was like uh, sort of bread rolls and butter for people to throw. <laughs> Luckily, I'm actually a pretty decent catch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, amazing. I, I really want to get to know you a little bit more, Joe. But before we do that let's have a little bit of donna summer this is bad girls Woo! so joe i'm really really interested in knowing how you got into comedy in the first place like what was it that first threw you into this
2: world um, well i'm very lucky. I always loved it. My dad uh, is a big comedy fan. He is uh, from Scotland, so he like sort of grew up knowing about the fringe and having it um, uh, kind of on his doorstep and When he was a, an English teacher, he would take his students up from the Midlands um, like on a school trip in the summer and it was the easiest trip because it was like six form kids yeah and like it was the 90s you could drink um <laughs> and so he would basically take them up there on a monday and be like right go see you on friday and then he would just have the week to like go to shows yeah and he would take me with him because it was like just an easy cheap holiday and uh and he would sort of i remember being about like nine or ten and like sneaking into late night comedy shows with you know people like dylan moran and um so inappropriate content for oh yeah yeah, yeah, definitely (laughs) um and then yeah so it was just always a thing that i liked but i didn't really think about it until i was 24 at the stupidest moment if anyone out there is 24 and considering starting comedy no. <laughs> like, wait five years. Sure. I think you should either do it when you're 18 and you've got nothing to lose or do it when you're like 30 and you've got a bit of a financial cushion. Sure. The worst time to start is in the exact middle of those two things when you have nothing going for you. So you just completely threw yourself into it. Yeah, I was just like, I'd sort of done a few, th- I'd I'd been such an idealistic child of the 90s. I went to art school, I did a fine art degree, so I was qualified for... Fucking nothing. Um, and then <laughs> I stepped out of art school and I got a modelling contract. Okay. For like a year and a half. But that made me zero money. Oh, no. Um, and I just hated it. And so then there are, you know, I was like working in a cinema for like minimum wage. Sort of like, oh, God, what what did... Grown up, bee? <laughs> how uh-uh. and uh, and it just felt like you know I'd tried a lot of things and was you know struggling and getting like kicked out of houses and having to like jump between yeah. house shares and it was like well then what is the what, what is that one thing then that you've always secretly wanted and so I just like snuck out the house one night I didn't tell my housemates that I was going to go and do an open mic in North London on a rainy. And you Thursday, hadn't, night. and you hadn't performed in front of anyone before. Like, I presume you told like jokes to your mates and stuff, but yeah, you hadn't yeah, actually yeah. done a performance before. Not, not of stand-up. I'd been like, I'd been on stage as a kid. I'd done, you know, sort of um, youth theatre in like a semi-professional. Okay company that, yeah because get you know going back to like you know you're a kid people around you were telling you you have to like football but that doesn't work for you and my parents had sort of noticed that and so my dad was like well let's get him into a like a theater company and so he like took on extra jobs he would like he would oh, wow. he would do yeah he would like work an evening job to be able to pay for the theater that's amazing school so that i could yeah have somewhere to be like what a hero me <laughs> what a hero, though. That's yeah amazing. no he's a legend he's the best
0: yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, have you seen, I, I mean, as a, as a fellow LGBT plus comedian, have you seen Hannah Gadsby's show Nanette? I have indeed. And t- t- I would really want to know your thoughts on that. So for, any- so for anyone listening who doesn't know about Nanette, it's an amazing show on Netflix right now. I was lucky enough to go and see it live and it completely blew me away. And in that show, I mean, it's, it's kind of advertised as a comedy, but then she takes it down another
2: route. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, she full on says from the outset that it's like she doesn't want to do <laughs> comedy anymore. anymore. Yeah. And so she's using it as a bit of a swan song. And so the the show itself makes that transition. It sort of starts out as like, oh, here's me and my own comedy persona, but I'm going to sort of unpack why I'm having trouble with this and take it to, you know... a a difficult place, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's great. You know, it's a really admirable piece of work that manages to articulate um, a bunch of stuff about the erasure of women and queer women and um, non-gender conforming people in a way that's very, I think, accessible. I think it's getting, you know, a huge audience. Mm And hopefully it's not only you know preaching to the converted i think it's getting the whole reason it's done so well as a show and it's toured the world it's because she's managed to coin it in a way that like the uninitiated can begin to understand a little bit
0: yeah and i i I feel like the way where it is on netflix and everyone's talking about it but nobody's really kind of getting to the nitty gritty of what the show is actually about so people are talking about it like oh my god you have to watch this show Mm -hmm. but they're being quite vague and i think that's actually to the show's testament because it's getting a lot of people you know like you say outside of the kind of preaching to the choir it's getting all kinds of different people watching and it is your kind of Privileged cis white men, straight men, for instance, that are really, you know, the people who should be watching that kind of thing. Mm. But I feel like oh, I don't know. I was reading like a, a lot about this on Twitter, and I was seeing like some people like that, you know, your 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 straight white men talking about it and just saying, "Oh, this it was terrible. It wasn't even funny." And it's like you are you are completely
2: missing the point and to her credit she told you it wouldn't be that funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah she literally <laughs> told you that
0: uh, how, do, how do you feel about and I know like H- Hannah Gadsby's <laughs> stepping away from comedy now mm-hmm. and that's what she wants to do but how do you feel about comedians not necessarily yourself but just in general using comedy as a way to almost deal with or handle pain or bad experiences or you know because I feel like even in Toxic you're talking about growing up as a boy and just wanting to be yourself and kind of so you're using almost i don't want to say a painful part of your life but you're using your own emotional experiences to fuel your comedy and
2: i think that's what i think that's mm. a wonderful thing well i guess it's always gonna for me anyway it's always a cathartic thing i just remember see you know seeing uh, comedians particularly female comedians growing up like and you know when youtube was brand new and sort of discovering so many american comics who would do real slap in the face stuff about um uh you know like sexual misconduct that just Mm -hmm. felt like oh you're saying really inappropriate stuff but it clearly comes from like a place of like sting and expi- and yeah. you've really coined it. And Jesus Christ, it's funny. Yeah, um, you know, there's something very uh, revelatory and elate, or re- I'm just making up words now. <laughs> something elatory about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think I think there's I think there's a lot of like potential there, and so it's interesting to see the amount of people uh, trying to like tap that well in so many different ways as well. Mm-hmm. Some people are just trying to stick to more like old school setup punchline joke yeah approach some people are trying to like unpack it and turn it into theater um you know like the sort of amazing rich gad um and and that's cool yeah <laughs> sorry in summary it's
0: cool <laughs> <laughs> i like that very much and i really i really hope i can i can i can make it up to see your show i would love nothing more than to see so you do your thing. Oh, okay. Tickets yeah. are £11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I've got £11. I've got £11 for you. Well, I, w- I, w- I want to I have some fun with you. So we're going to play a little bit of Two Truths, One Lie in just a moment. Um, and later on in the show, we're going to be reacting to our lovely listeners' sex confessions. So if you are listening and you want to send in your naughty sex confessions, you can do that anonymously by emailing callum at Fubar Radio. and send us your absolute worst because you know we've got a comedian in the studio and I think we can Uh have a little bit of fun with those so please do send those in Um, and yeah let's have a little bit of Carly Rae Jepsen Callum
1: Callum Callum McSwiggan of Foobar Radio
0: Joe, 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 are you ready for some two truths, one lie?
2: Of course. Born ready.
0: (laughs) Okay, so for our lovely listeners, Joe has three facts about himself, I believe. Um, But one of them is not a fact. One of them is a big fat fib. And I have to figure out which one of those it is. So, Joe, do you want to give me your first truth or lie?
2: Okay, I once proposed to Jamie Winston, daughter of Ray Winston, and she laughed in my face.
0: I have no idea who th- either of those people are. What? Who's Ray Winston? Ray Should Winston's like
2: he's like he's like. <laughs> 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 That's not Is really that that not, enough. That, no. no, not really. <laughs> he's, he's proper famous. He's like an actor. I know he's his like, name. Yeah, he's like a sort of Cockney actor, a predecessor to like Danny Dyer. And no offense, Is Danny, he- but like. Yeah, that he- I was going to say, is he the guy from Only Fools and Horses? Clearly not. No, <laughs> um,
0: I, I have no idea who this gentleman is, but he's very famous. Yes. And you had sex with his daughter? No, was I, I proposed to his daughter. You proposed to his daughter mm-hmm. and she said... And she laughed in my face. That's, that's really mean. Why, why, okay, but you, you identify as gay, queer. What, what, talk, to me, talk to me about your identity.
2: Uh, of le jeu bouticois spectrum, Um, I guess queer, yeah.
0: Okay, so are you attracted to females? Have you dated women? Uh, Sorry, no, these are very personal questions. Wow, this is not the game I thought it was. (laughs) Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 fine. So, and how long ago was this? This was maybe seven years ago. Okay. Ooh, oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to think. So and you, had, if she laughed in your face, I'm guessing that the two of you weren't
2: dating. <laughs> Correct. We were not dating. Right. How old is she? I don't know. Probably like a few years older.
0: Okay. I feel like there's more to the story that you're, you're like not letting up. Well, this, I'm trying to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so did you know her in advance? No. So you just met her. Yeah. And then you went up to her and just proposed to her. But presumably you didn't actually want to marry her. Or you did.
2: I mean, maybe in the moment. I don't know. It was such a weird night. So I'd met her whilst she walked over to me and a couple of other boys with um, some, like, funny, you know, bohemian older uh west london lady who was just like pissed and chain smoking was just yeah. like all right boys oh this is great it's so <laughs> nice to hang out and um i'm mean, just like this is a laugh and uh, and then they they went off on their way and um and then i saw them again on uh on a dance floor sure. and it was later in the night and i just and jamie was having so much fun and was just you know when somebody is just so in the moment and uh-huh. enjoying the dance that you're like you're a Perfect human being. Yeah. Um, so I sort of like was da- dancing. You know, I wouldn't say with, but um, adjacent to her. Sure. And just in the heat of the moment, was like, "You're amazing. Marry me." Oh, so you didn't get down on one knee? <laughs> there
3: was no ring. This was
2: just a marry, me, and she laughed in, in your face. And she just place. went, nah! <laughs> "Swan off But it later turned out that that um, pissed older bohemian woman was Joe Wood, <laughs> Ronnie Wood's ex-wife, Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones.
3: Jesus yeah, Christ. You're I don't, terrible I don't, I
0: don't know I'm not good with celebrities um, There was a lot of famous people there Is what you're yeah. telling me okay. yeah, there was, yeah I feel like that story <laughs> if, like, if, if you've made that story up I'd like to know what's going on inside your head Because that is a very detailed Bizarre story to make up It's just the world I want to live in <laughs> <laughs> So for now Tentatively I'm going to say that that one is true um, But I want to hear your other ones first So let me hear your next
2: fact um, Okay, I once had a boyfriend who threw a hot water bottle in my face and blamed it on the full moon. What, is that like lycanthropy?
0: What's the thing where like...
2: No, he wasn't a werewolf.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, is that, is that what the lycanthropy? No, the one where apparently like people say that when it's a full moon, it makes them crazy. Yeah, like it's a thing.
2: Bloody liars. <laughs> um <laughs>
3: So
0: he threw a hot water bottle at you Mm. and then tried to blame it on the fact
2: that it was a full moon. Yeah. Right. It was as simple as that. It was just like in the face. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Oh, it's the full moon. I just go a bit mad. Wow! Uh, oh, now I've let slip his uh, <laughs> region of origin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I just go a bit mad, I do. <laughs> and 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 did you did you stay with him afterwards? Did you stupidly? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god! I wish I'd known of. Um, I wish Love Island had existed back then because I would have learnt that I was being gaslit.
0: Oh, ga- yeah. I mean, and gaslighting is a whole other conversation. That's a complicated little. Which I mess mean, of I've only world.
2: just been. Become privy to, so I'm in no way an expert. I just sort of like recognise. I just literally saw what um, bloody Tawley did to poor Kendall. I, I, I'm not watching Love Island. Okay, Oof. moving on. I know all the references. <laughs> I'm, I'm out friendship of friendship over. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, okay, so like again, this this is a this is a really weird thing to make up. So. Mm, You might be like one of the clever guests we have, though, who tells me three things that are true and just changes the details in one to... Oh, that would have been clever, actually. (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe it's not a hot water bottle he threw at you. Maybe it was like, I don't know, a teapot or... Who
2: plays it like that? That's so boring. To be like, oh, my God, I once went on a roller coaster with Jerry Halliwell and I was wearing a red top when, actually, I was wearing green. <laughs> oh, that's so lame. OK, let, let's, let's have your third fact. Uh, OK, I once played Spin the Bottle with Keisha from The Sugar Babes. Oh, Keisha specifically. Um, mm. ooh, that, uh, is it, so it's, which version of
0: Spin the Bottle? Because there's a few. There's the one where like, you, like, have to kiss or have sex. Like the
2: very uh, sort of innocent teenage version. So is that like you do a truth or dare if the bottle lands on you? Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, like when it's like really and it's just like just kiss. Like nobody really asks (laughs) for anything. It's just like you have
0: to kiss them. I've used to spin the bottle so many times to try and kiss boys that
2: I like. Have you ever done it one on one? (laughs) <laughs> like that's a desperate attempt, isn't it? No, <laughs> I've done I mean, that before, you not did a, with Keisha. A
0: one-on-one game of spin the bottle. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's quite transparent of your intentions there. Well, it
2: worked. Well, yeah, it worked. Um, which one is Keisha? She's um, not mature or siobhan.
0: No, but that, I mean, there's been so many
2: renditions. Okay, no, she's the, one of the original three. Oh, one of the original yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. So Siobhan um, was the white girl with red hair. Yeah. Mucha had the, um, the facial piercing. Right, I know and who Keisha is. is the the oh, longest who? reigning member. Is she, is she still in? Is no, 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 no. But did she, they still. But exist? She did, they three are still alive, yes. <laughs> uh, she was always my favourite, actually. I always liked her. Um, she, I think she was the, the brains of the operation. Yeah. I feel like this is probably also
0: true. So you've really, really thrown me off. She, I've just got a picture of the lovely
2: Keisha on my screen. And she is a stunning, stunning, She's so gorgeous. Stu- Did you get to kiss her? No. Oh, good. I was like sat next to her. And you know, it never goes when it never comes to the person that's like no, next to you. Just by does. the logic of, I don't know, <laughs> maths. Is that pi? Pyth- is
0: that pi? That's Pythagoras. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly, you've completely stumped me. I have no idea which one of these is the lie. So I'm just going to, what was the second one again?
2: The second (laughs) one was the boyfriend throwing the hot water bottle and blaming it on the full moon. I think that one is the lie.
0: Because I just feel like you've you've named very specific celebrities in your other ones. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like, you know, it'd be really weird to pick those two random celebrities for these two little anecdotes. So I'm going to say that those two are the true things. And I think the boyfriend throwing a hot water bottle at you is the lie. Final answer. <laughs> no. Wait, I have that sound. Ah. <laughs> uh, which one was the lie, Keisha?
2: Oh. So I love that you said it's so weird to pick those two specific celebrities. It's like, have you met me? Like, my, all of my references are ten years old. I have not progressed since twenty-one.
0: Honestly. And that's completely made up. There was no. There was right
2: i had about half an hour to get it ready no, I was, I, so that's I mean, what just clearly just residually in my brain was like um sugar babes and spin them all <laughs> <laughs> those are the two things i'm normally thinking about i mean honestly I'm, I'm i'm impressed you pulled the wall fully over my eyes so
0: so well done to you uh i have uh, a lovely little interview coming up now so this was with the amazing big boy at lovebox last weekend so um yeah here's a little interview and then after that we have some music you are listening to FUBAR Radio. My name is Callum McSwiggan and I'm here at Lovebox with the amazing Big Boy. So yeah.
4: how are you doing man? Oh man I'm super fantastic, phenomenally well, perfectly whole and complete. <laughs> Beautiful. Well you've just come off stage yeah. and it is
0: boiling hot right it's now. It's hot so as a sumbitch. How, how
4: are you doing? I mean your get up, you must be absolutely... I'm, I'm cooler than the polar bears toenails but I'm hot. I'm, 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 I'm hot right now. That, that, yeah, that is a good I'm, answer I'm, I'm, I'm hotter than Dragon Pussy Right now <laughs> <laughs> I like, that's
0: a, I like that's that That's hot answer. I don't know Well, you are from Atlanta yourself. You see ATL, you see Oh, represent. Yeah. And Childish Gambino, who's headlining this evening, has a show called Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we maybe be expecting a little bit of a collaboration or something in the future? Oh
4: man, maybe. Hopefully, you speak it into existence, yeah. That's the homie, man. He recorded a couple of his mixtapes at my studio, Stankonia. Amazing. So it's it's definitely kinfolk from Atlanta. Yeah, definitely, man. That's incredible. And who would be
0: your dream collaboration?
4: Uh, Kate Bush. Yes. Kate Bush. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite artist of all time. Yeah, man. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that's Kate Bush. That's good, that's, good choice. I, I meant to call her but when I got out here. I forgot. Yeah, man. I got a text her and let her know I'm here. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Well, speaking of Atlanta, do you know who the Fab Five are? The Fab Five. The
4: Fab Five. Everyone's talking about them right now. What is What is that?
0: You don't know who they are?
4: I heard it. Before. Oh, what is it? Is it
0: big boy, you're letting me down.
4: No, the Fab Five, what is
0: that? Uh, Fab Five is Queer Eye, so it's this Netflix show uh-huh. where five queer guys right. give makeovers to straight men. I heard of it before. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's massive on social media right now. Oh, okay. Everyone's getting involved. Everyone loves it.
4: Do your thing, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah. My question for you is would you let the Fab Five give you a makeover? I mean,
4: you have such incredible style. Um... It depends on where they're getting the clothes from. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Depending on where they get the clothes from, I style myself. So we might be able to collab on something I mean if we're fresh enough. Yeah. You know, all this is like custom pieces I put together, you feel me? I mean so I got it gotta be flavor. I mean I love your look. It's so. gotta, thank you man, it's got to be flavor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got a couple last questions for cool, you cool, and they're all about festivals. So gotcha, gotcha. if you were going to a music festival, yes. would you rather go see the headline act or a secret set?
4: Um I've done both. i like the I like the pop up shows, you know yeah. what I mean, where you don't know somebody's coming and just pop up and play it and people just rush the stage. Yeah, I like that. Amazing. It's more more intimate too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And if you could have twenty shots of tequila yeah. or twenty shots of Hennessy, yeah. which are
4: you choosing? Uh I used to do twenty shots of tequila. Yeah. And I had two babies after that.
0: Yeah, I heard yeah. this
4: story. You had a wild night after 20 shots it's, it's, of tequila. I had, I had a wild couple of years <laughs> off tequila. So then I had to switch to the Hennessy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that brown bring it down. But that tent, that, that tequila you knocking somebody up, yeah. So no more tequila for you? Not right now,
0: no. Completely out? No, 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 no. Amazing. Well, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank Appreciate you so it. much for speaking Thank to you, me. Thank you, And it. enjoy the rest of your day. All right,
4: boy, one time. Boobar. Boobar. Boo bar. <laughs> Boo bar. <laughs> one, two, three. Uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so. And this I know but sure.
0: That was the fabulous big boy from Outcast. there. It was such a treat to interview him. If you want to catch the full interview, you can see that over on YouTube. Joe, how do you feel about dating apps?
2: Um, give or take. Give or take? I don't know. <laughs> That's my profile name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant.
3: Yeah, I don't I, know.
2: I guess they've sort of opened up... A lot of... um, God, everything's an innuendo. Everything Um, is an innuendo. I think some people have managed to find deep and meaningful connections. Others have found very fun frisky sex that they have wanted and others have been disappointed I I think I'm in the
0: others category there (laughs) for sure Uh, well I have a little game for you Um, in this game I've got a couple of different scenarios Um, so these could be if you're dating somebody and you're going to have one fact about the person you're dating and you have to decide whether you're going to swipe left or right on this person based on this fact alone so we're kind of flipping dating apps on the head a bit because they tend to all be about kind of physical appearance Mm -hmm. where this is a about just one singular detail about them. So, your first question. You're on a first date, and your date proceeds to show you how they can burp their ABCs. Do you swipe left, or do you swipe right? Do you remember which is which? No. (laughs) Left is no,
2: right is yes. You can just say yes or no. Okay. Um, (laughs) Oh, that's a weird one, because I want to say, like, yes, because I think that's fucking cool, but I also sort of think, but that's the kind of thing my... Dad and I used to do. So yeah. Wait. Does that
0: mean you can do it?
2: You can burp the ABC. I'm not going to no, make I you can do, do it. Like, three. <laughs> but it was always a race to see who could get further. Or I used to get my dad to say this, this sentence: Maureen is a dinner lady. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you Maureen? <laughs> oh my god! I thought, I thought you were literally going to dive in and do the, and do the whole thing there. I would have been very impressed. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. I think it, I. I don't know. I feel like that it's not usually the kind of guy i would get on with but if i was having a nice date otherwise and they were like i can burp the abc's i'm gonna do it i think
2: i mean i'm instantly intrigued if someone's leading with that fact i'm like <laughs> continue so, so are yeah. we Are we saying yes to this person uh oh, y- yes <laughs>
0: yeah i think i think i'm gonna say yes as well I, th- I think so too all right your date is vegan and you are not are you vegan Yes. you are well I'm one of
2: these wanky millennial like I try
0: Well no good effort
2: <laughs> I'm just
0: saying you know you're doing more than I am so yeah you're, I'm really good, good for person. you Well for the purposes of this you have to pretend that you're not vegan okay so you're, your date is a vegan and you are not and they death stare you when a steak is delivered in front of you and drop constant hints you should be vegan as well.
2: No, no, no judgment. I mean, th- I mean, if, if I'd ordered like a plate of racism, then that's a different
0: than sure. Yeah.
2: But if, if you know, if that's the choice I've made, let me live that. Just get to the end of the day and be like, um, oh, sorry, I'm busy forever. Yeah. You know, like leave it till then. So. Don't, do it during how would
0: you how would you feel about it as a vegan yourself how would you feel about dating somebody that wasn't vegan would you care would you want them to be vegan or vegetarian um
2: yeah i guess it would probably it would be a bit strange but I, i wouldn't it wouldn't be a deal breaker no i suppose not i just had to quickly scan through my own past and be like If I say yes now, I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. So, yeah, no, I've definitely dated a few and I just sort of like shrugged it off because of uh, loneliness.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling. I know that (laughs) feeling. Okay, your date turns up um, on a bike wearing an Uber Eats slash Deliveroo backpack oh so like are they working for yeah i guess they're working
2: for uber eats yeah and they've just come from work or they're just doing it as some like extreme statement some like fashion statement (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
0: no let's yeah let's say they work there and that's what they turn up they've i guess they've come straight from work and they've still got the big
2: backpack freezer pack on their back Okay, well, then, yes, like, that would break my... I would be like, don't you worry, put your feet up, I'll pay, I know times are tough. Yeah, that's a precarious working position, man. I would, like, try and, like, lecture them on some sort of Marxist um, theories and get them to (laughs) (laughs) unionise.
0: No, I I completely agree with you. I think, you know, some people people work hard, and it doesn't matter what somebody's job is. I, I literally don't care if you working in a bar or working as a bin man or whatever you know if you're a good person with a good heart and i was gonna say a good dick jesus i'm such a slut i I? don't care if you're an
3: oil
2: baron or if you sell medication for 10 times the price so long as your dick is big
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm on board i'm on board yeah you know like people gotta people have gotta earn a living so you know if you've come straight from work good for you good for you for working hard (laughs) Yeah. Okay, your next one is: your date shows up and doesn't have eyebrows.
2: They're a drag queen.
0: Well, that's what I—that was instantly what I was thinking as well. Yeah. That, so and. How does it work? Like, because I get really confused with this. I know nothing about makeup. Do like a lot of women like shave off their eyebrows so they can draw them
2: on? No. I know I sound yeah. like an idiot, but like I don't understand how it works. A lot of drag performers will do it because you need to paint to create the illusion of like a, a, a face that will read well on stage. Yes, and particularly if you are a sort of male bodied person with a very sort of typically masculine facial structure yes. and you want to feminize that it can make sense to paint the brows higher than your natural brow so what makes that easier is if there's no hair that you need to glue down well that that's was, why you see them gluing it down well, it's to make what I was it look say. Flat. but that's obviously that's an extra 15 minutes in your daily routine if you're a professional so if they come totally shaved you know they make, mo- they make money like they're I, performing every day
0: one of my one of my best friends used to be a drag queen and I used to sit with her while she was getting ready and she literally spent f- forever like just glue it with a print stick just like yeah. glue 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 and then painting over the top and it just seemed like so much effort and work so but, but women so like you know when women have their eyebrows drawn on What's um, happening there? I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean? What's happening? I don't like. Have they? You just they get, have go for
2: a fuller look. You're just filling it because, like, you oh, know, so they they're can not be patchy. like. Com- I do it. No, I, I thought they were
0: like completely drawn on. I didn't realize they were just like filling. Some them people
2: out. do that as well.
0: Ah, okay i'm learning i don't i don't know i don't know, i'm a bad gay i don't know anything about makeup oh but come on
2: if you've if you've grown up in the midlands you've known like an auntie Sue who's plucked them to within <laughs> an inch of their life and so they've just got a single line yeah that's like PF. yeah and then they need a little bit of a filling out yeah like each to
0: their own it's your face <laughs> okay so right going back to the question we're on a day
2: and in walks a lovely charming boy and they have no eyebrows um i'd be like yeah i want to find out like what are your what's what's your career <laughs>
0: um, yeah that, um, yeah
2: i'd want to find out like who's your character what's your vibe um and take me to your wardrobe
0: yeah and i and i'm with you i think it would make i think it means they're probably more likely to be interesting and they've definitely got a story and that would intrigue me though i do find when sometimes i see people with no eyebrows and it and and it can be quite um shocking
2: it almost takes me aback sometimes to see somebody without eyebrows because we are so used to seeing it but then there are some people who you don't even realize that they don't until someone makes you aware like you know whoopi oh, goldberg she, whoopi goldberg wait, what? has no eyebrows What? she does not have eyebrows but she's got like a warm expressive face so you don't realize
0: i, I, I that's that can't be true I, I don't believe you I think, I, it is so I think true you're lying to <laughs> me I, I i lovely producers can we please get a picture of Whoopi goldberg up because i i don't believe a word that you're saying right now okay here she oh my Bam. god she has no eyebrows
2: <laughs> no <laughs> eyebrows has she no never had eye eyebrows? eyebrows i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi, she looks oh my god this is blowing my mind
2: i don't know if it's just that she has very like thin downy hair there
0: Maybe, yeah. but it's a look. She's serving a look. It, these I'm getting so many pictures of Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> she looks absolutely fantastic without eyebrows in all of them. Good, she owns it. Good for you, Whoopi. Good, good for you. Um, speaking of drag. You've actually, you've done some you've supported some drag queens I believe on their UK tours.
2: I have indeed some um, American drag queens from a certain American TV show yes I have. You can name the show Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know I just wanted to like segue into that. Sure. uh, Anyway Um, uh, yeah from RuPaul's Drag Race I've done some shows with uh, Sasha Velour the winner of last year's one Um, also a bare faced um Mother Hen, amazing, um, and Alyssa Edwards and
0: Trixie Mattel. That's absolutely incredible. How was supporting those such big names and such big topical names right now?
2: It's insane. Their audiences are young, like terrifyingly young. Okay, like so, some of the shows will be like fourteen or sixteen plus. Oh gosh! So you get like young baby queers coming along with their parents. Um And so it's just it's astounding and amazing. And actually, you know, you're aware coming on as like a quote unquote straight comedian in comparison to like the array of drag queens that are also maybe performing on the night or if it's just they've come to see a queen and then you are the one support act. Yeah, it's, you know, like you're you're their first um, intro to comedy to stand up. So it sort of feels a bit of a responsibility. And that's kind of nice. It's nice to sort of be like, look, it can be for us. Like, it can be kind of queer, but still really fun i (laughs) don't know i don't know i'm mixing my
0: words do you have to tone it down at all for a younger audience nah nah (laughs) just
2: just just give them everything (laughs) just acknowledge just turn to a parent and be like you're fine with this
3: okay (laughs) you're you're on
2: board with this now uh well speaking of drag we have
0: um an amazing drag queen who is going to be joining us on the phone shortly and that is emily meow who is actually a female drag queen who are a rare breed so i'm really excited to talk to her about her work um and yeah, have a little good old conversation about drag. But before that, let's have a little bit of dirty Christina Aguilera.
3: Ah, dirty. What, Callum
1: McSwigan of Radio?
0: We are now joined on the phones by the lovely Emily Meow. How are you doing, Emily?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thank you.
0: How are you? Really good, thank you. It's great to have you on the show. I'm joined here in the studio with the lovely Joe Sutherland, who is an amazing comedian. Um, hi, hi, Emily. Hiya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we really, really want to talk to you today about everything you're doing. So you are a female drag queen. And now I think you guys are quite a rare breed. It's not something you see that much. So I'm really interested to know a little bit more about that. So do you want to tell me about your experiences and how you kind of got into being a female drag queen?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, um, it does seem like female drag queens are a rare breed, but um, there's a lot more of us than you'd think. Um, the first person to throw a brick at the Stonewall Wall- Stonewall Riot was a trans femme drag queen. Yes. Um, called Marsha P. Johnson, and she Absolutely. was a she was a she was a femme queen. Um, there everywhere. I fell into it completely by accident. Um, I was always interested, or like always interested in Japanese fashion. Yeah. And so I was always surrounded by women in lashes and wigs and et- Like eccentric um, looks. And then I got into drag race, and then I sort of like started combining the two. And it wasn't until someone asked me if I was a drag queen that I was kind of like actually maybe I am hmm. so it was um, <laughs> like I always say that if I was like a Venn diagram of like kawaii Japanese fashion and drag I'd be like slap bang in the middle
0: and, and is that because there's so many crossovers between the two like you were saying like the big lashes and hair and stuff
3: like that
1: yeah I mean there's definitely like um, from back how I used to dress to what I present as my drag now there is definitely now a complete Completely different transformation, like, I never used to wear wigs, the lashes got bigger, Um, the makeup got bigger, the outfits got bigger, it became more of, like, a character as such. So, yeah, it definitely just, it just kept growing, really.
0: And do you ever find, because I guess a lot of the time you're performing in kind of drag spaces and things like that, do you ever find that people, not that it should matter at all, but do you ever find that people kind of mistake you and think that you are a man um, kind of portraying yourself (laughs) in drag...
1: Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time um, It happens mostly on Instagram Oh, it happens really? Mostly on Instagram. Yeah, I did that, we put that, there's that new question feature And someone sent me a question on Instagram Being like, it's crazy I thought you were a drag queen, but now I think You're a girl, I don't know what you are And I replied, and I was just like, I'm kind of I'm both, you can be both <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, that yeah, yeah, I can see why people get confused, but I think it's I think it's amazing what you're doing and I, I you know, I've I've only heard of a, a a couple of other female drag queens, but I think it's I think it's amazing that women are getting involved as well because you know, like drag really is for everyone. I'm really interested to know what your thoughts are on um, I'm not going to name any individuals but there have been sure. a lot of conversations around whether females belong in the drag space and whether trans women belong in the drag space. I just want to put it yeah. out there that I absolutely think that anyone should, you know, be able to be part of the drag world and I think you're doing an amazing <laughs> thing. But yes. I want to know what you think.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, drag um, is an art form that completely transcends gender. The It dismantles what we all think as um what what we've been all believed to be gender norms like it completely dismantles that completely so for drag to just be um cis males portraying cis females that's just not what drag is anymore that might have been what drag was a long time ago but it certainly isn't anymore and um therefore to like exclude um trans women and um, trans people and non-binary people and women from the scene it's completely illogical when you really look at the black and white facts but i do think especially with women it does link to a lot of misogyny within the queer community Uh, there's also i come under a lot of fire being a queer female in queer space female uh, women are often you know judged for being there when you know queer space is for everyone it's inclusive and that's how it should be anyway so i think it does there's many overlapping layers of why some people do have a huge problem with women in drag but when you like really get down to the nitty-gritty we're all there do, like it's gender performance and who says yeah. that only cis men can perform gender
0: and, and and how do you feel about um certain kind of which could arguably be derogatory terms kind of used in the drag community like terms like fishy for you know uh, a, a male person presenting in drag who looks really feminine and you know obviously that has derogatory roots how do you feel because you're in the drag space how do you feel about things like yeah.
1: that? yeah yeah so i um the term fishy i completely understand why it's come under fire i yeah. think language evolved rapidly and we're in an age where language is like evolving so much faster than it ever has been which i think is amazing and the fact that we can all question it In a safe space, the term fish, yeah, I do think it's outdated. I think it's used in the past, you know. I don't think people who said it before were doing it to be, you know, adversely misogynistic, but I do think that it is good that people have brought up the connotations um, of, you know, what it can mean. So I do think that it's good that that term is becoming outdated. Um, I recently, actually, last week, I was on tour with Shangela, who has a song called Uptown Fish. Yes. She did like a little speech beforehand about uh, she sort of changed the meaning of the term fish and about how she was saying it made her feel empowered and it made her feel like a, I think her terminology was like aerial on a rock, like jumping out of that iconic scene and so I do like (laughs) that she had that precursor to changing the term, which I think was, you know, it was nice that it was being acknowledged so I think if everyone could acknowledge the fact that yeah, it's probably outdated it is quite, you know, it's quite nice to see that support in that way
0: I, re- I really like that so you know it, it although the, the the term may have kind of derogatory roots that it's 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 changed and it's evolved into something else so it doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. offensive anymore. I, re- I really really like
1: totally. that. Totally. Yeah, totally. I think there's like it's always been like it. Our kids, you know, stuff we used to say as kids. You know, look back and you think, how did that? Why did I ever say that? But I think that's what that's the power of language really and that's the fact that we can evolve through that and re- self-reflect and be like actually no we shouldn't really use that term. I think that's, I think that's positive. Yeah. Totally.
2: Yeah. I think if it, I think it's fine to just ditch them sometimes as Uh, well. You don't necessarily need to like recontextualize. You can just be like, you know what? That's bad now. We know that. We've grown moving on. Like, yeah. yeah. I
1: think there's a lot of, like there's a lot, I think I'm, I'm so big on reclaiming terms, like, even when like queer used to be an insult. And, Mm. um, Like, there's loads of other terminology that it has been reclaimed by the people who need to reclaim it. And I think that's very important. Terms can only be reclaimed by the people who can reclaim them. Yes. But, yeah, I think you're right. There are certain words that just need to die, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely agree with that. Um, How do you feel about uh, male-to-male or female-to-male drag? Because I I went to a drag show recently, and it was the first time, and I was actually quite... Um, surprised to see that for the first time, seeing a, a male person get on stage and do drag where they were kind of being like hyper masculine and they were kind of like dressed a little bit like meatloaf and like going, you know, overboard on the masculinity. <laughs> it's something I hadn't seen before. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I think, um, well, my um, close friend, uh, he's part of my drag family, Alfie Ordinary, is a cis male whose drag character is also uh, male, um, Alfie yeah. Ordinary he uh, so he he's a male who does male drag but he um he has a twist on it and it's very effeminate um male drag which i love he says that he's like the son of a drag queen and a clown and i really like that you know that that's another form of drag that's just completely playing with gender um i think what i do specifically is day to day i look nothing like my drag persona as such i play on heightened femininity yeah um so i think i think any sort of um any you know playing with gender dismantling gender like dismantling gender ha- commenting on gender through you know this expression that is drag i do think it's really really interesting um yeah i think playing with the gender roles that you were you know, that were forced upon you, I think is really
0: powerful. Yeah, I completely agree. And and, and at the end of the day, that's what drag's all about. And I think it's a, a wonderful and beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, tell yeah. us a little bit about your involved with Eat, Sleep, Drag, Repeat, which I've heard a lot of people talking about. But I don't know a great deal about it. <laughs> uh,
1: so I, um, a long time ago, I was invited to review an Eat, Sleep, Drag, Repeat show because Alfie, who I just mentioned, was yeah. the host. And I um, I write for a drag website called Work. dot com, and they were like, "We'd love you to come review the show." So I came, I loved it, and then um, the founder Mike Pony suggested that I stage manage um, their next show, and I was like, "Oh, I'd love to do that." I did it, and then we just got on really well, and then I kept stage managing, and then I started DJing at the shows, and now I'm like um, I'm production assistant with Mike, and what we do is we bring uh, Rufus Drag Race queens. Um, to the UK we also work a lot with um UK based queens or yeah. other queens in Europe um uh, we're really really big on our uh, guest artists um so yeah we just uh, we tour we started in Bristol but now we go to all over all over the UK um with our with our track shows which normally consist of our host Alfie our headliner and uh, guest artists That's... from you know every every realm
0: that's amazing. And, and, and I, I believe you. I don't know if this, it's the tagline or just something you try to promote, but it, um, I've got here that you are proud to promote drag, which doesn't discriminate. And I, and I, and I like that because yeah. I feel like sometimes when it comes to drag, it can be um, very much to do with like RuPaul's Drag Race, for instance. And that's the only yeah. drag people know when there are so many different types of drag out there. And, you know, local community queens and things like that are so important. And I feel like they yeah. need more exposure.
1: Completely. I mean, that's why we don't even like to say the word support act. Yeah. Because um, we call them guest artists because um, they are such a vital, incredible part of the show. I mean, drag race queens are only drag race queens because they were local girls, as they're called, before they were on drag race.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think
1: they're just as, you know, everything has got to be equal. And we want people who come to our shows, we want them to be in an inclusive space. We want it to be a safe space for everyone just everyone who comes to our shows you want them to come feel comfortable have a bit of escapism you know for a couple of hours and just leave feeling you know feeling like they had a good time and that, that, that they were in a space that they could feel completely welcome
0: well that's that's really, really amazing and it's it's really incredible work that you're doing if if people want to see you perform emily or if people want to follow you on social media where, where is best for them to catch you
1: yeah, so I'm Emily Meow on um social media. Um, unfortunately on Twitter and Instagram both of the handles I wanted were taken away. God so I'm damn Emily it. Meow with I know, it's so annoying. So Emily Meow with
3: four Ws on Instagram, <laughs> and I'm Emily Meow with three Ws on
1: Twitter. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> No, so those, those
0: people who stole that from you, how dare they? How dare they?
1: I know, and the funny thing is, I think the girl who has the other handle on Twitter is a drag
0: race fan. No, it really.
1: So just, yeah, I think it's just a total coincidence.
0: <laughs> oh, gutted it's so for funny. you.
1: Well, hello.
0: Well, it's been amazing to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming oh, on to talk to us. Thank you. Um, I'm going to play you out with a little bit of cupcake.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. And I that's thought you might me. like that. I love that.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, Emily. See you later.
1: Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
4: presents Hi, I am Brian Tyree Henry and I play Alfred Paperboy Miles on the show Atlanta. I made it a point in my mind like as I was at Yale studying, you know, like there weren't a lot of parts For us. You know, I was like, I would reserve myself to be like, I was like, if somebody approaches me and asks me to be a fucking slave, I swear to God, I will commit (laughs) arson on every fucking thing they own. I don't care. You know, like, I I literally thought about being an arsonist. I was like, let somebody come to me with some shit like that. I don't care. Honestly. You know what I mean? Like, every
0: Wednesday, from 4 p.m., Fubar Radio. I've got a game for you, Joe. Okay. I think think you're going to like this game. Okay. So, this game is porn or not porn. (laughs) And my lovely team have assembled five clips, some of which are from porn and some of which are
2: not from porn. Wait, so they're audio? They're audio clips. Okay, Just like, you're just going to show me some <laughs> clips on a screen, and you have to why is this one naked? <laughs> just audio okay. clips, H- hence the radio element of this. <laughs>
0: um, and because you are such a big Britney fan, and because you've named your show Toxic after the Britney song, um, we thought this week's theme would be the lovely Britney Spears herself. So... <laughs> They're either porn or or Britney Spears. Okay. And you have to try and figure out which is which. Um, I'm actually going to help you because I don't know the answers either. The lovely producers are going to tell us the answer if we're right or wrong. So we're going to work as a team to try and figure this out. I also haven't heard these yet. Okay. So who fucking knows what's coming? Great. So, okay. Our first porn or not porn is... I love kids. oh Oh, that's that that's definitely a britney voice right (laughs) and i really if this is porn i really hope no no
3: (laughs) jesus christ
0: we went in dark right okay but i feel like this has to be
2: britney yeah unless
0: it's like you know cute nanny in porn like oh i love kids i love like like dad fucks the nanny you know this that's the kind of thing that they have on porn so she's like oh i love kids i love taking care of kids that's not the sexual part that's just a setting up her identity as a nanny yeah it's still planting the imagery of some kids in your head so weird and i I really hope that this is britney spears okay let's say not let's say not porn i think not i think we have to say not porn We're, we're saying not porn please please let it be not porn Porn, right? Oh. oh god, super hottie, fucking and sucking behind boyfriend's back. She was explaining that her day job was being a nanny.
2: Okay, well done, nailed it, oh. knocked
0: it out of the park. God, I despair. That was that was dark as fuck, and I and I really really hope the rest of these aren't as aren't <laughs> as dark as that. Um, yeah, we got it. We did get it wrong. That's that's true. <laughs> All right, our, our next one. Oh, I'm really. I'm afraid. To, I'm afraid to push this button. Honestly.
3: I don't know, I don't pay my cell phone
0: bill. <laughs> That's a
2: classic. That's is, a Britney.
0: Is that Britney? Yeah. What, what, do you know the context of this? Uh,
2: just, you know, it's a golden <laughs> interview where she has, you know, great quotes such as, everybody's doing emails now. <laughs> so this is definitely Britney. You know I this think, for a yeah, fact. Yeah, come on. All right, let's, let's hear it again.
3: I don't know, I don't pay my cell phone bill. <laughs>
2: I, 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 yeah, the, I, That's, I, and you know what? That's actually from a pop world, The Big Ones, with Simon Amstel. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I have an encyclopedic that. knowledge of popular culture from 1995 to 2004. And that's it. That's yeah. the off. Well, I know nothing else.
0: So I think we have the right answer. We are saying, not porn, we are saying this is Britney Spears in an interview with Simon Amstel. Amstel. And... Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 uh, you got it right. It. Completely right. Got it right. I feel like you're going to be good at this. I feel like <laughs> if
2: you don't know that it's Britney, then it probably isn't Britney. Yeah. If there's any room for doubt, then it's porn.
0: Though I am kind of like, I'm impressed by, like, the voices. Like, listen to the first one again.
1: I love kids. I don't know. I don't pay myself on though. Like, the first very
0: one,
2: similar. Mm, She's no, a bit dark. First one, yeah, first one was a little more deep. Uh, guttural. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gutter, good, beautiful oh, choice I'm of words sorry. there alright okay third one here we go <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> just do that again <laughs> <laughs> right now that that
0: that could be two things happening there you know they're having fun and somebody's like clapping their hands I'm having a great time <laughs> or she's giggling while being pounded from behind it's one of the two.
2: Oh god
0: <laughs> would you like it again
2: joe or are you glad you're here yeah aren't you glad this is how you're spending your wednesday evening um i am gonna have to hear it i don't want to but i'm gonna have to <laughs> okay here we go
0: <laughs> she's having a great time either way britney spears or the or the porn actress are having a great time what are we saying I think not porn uh, show your workings out I just it sounds like there's a lot of people there and I know you can have a lot of people in porn but I'm just seeing (laughs) (laughs) I'm just seeing lots of people sat around Brittany's having a laugh somebody's like having, like, one of those really hearty laughs where you you, you just have to bang your hands but together. But that's
2: a real snorter, and I think if there'd, been, <laughs> if there'd been, like, a clip of her doing a very embarrassing, snorty laugh, that would have been sent to me. Sent to you directly. That I'm the sort of person that people see a clip of, some, of like, you know, a megastar being like... <laughs> and, send and they're it like, Joe Yo needs this. I feel like Britney's PR would have just, well, right, get that over to Joe <laughs> straight away. <laughs> we need this. So... Are and because I don't recognise it <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying porn. I'm saying porn. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna follow in your lead. I'm gonna trust you on this. <laughs> we are saying porn. No, Paul. Oh, no. Your Britney encyclopedic knowledge has let us down. Then it must have been after 2004. <laughs> this is Britney in the back of a cab, really excited, bouncing up and oh, I
3: haven't seen it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you seem really
2: distressed. I right really now. am. What's the you point of the it? internet if you've missed something as important as this?
0: He's Googling it right now. <laughs>
2: do, we, do, 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 we, do we
0: have a date on this? Was this post-2004? Do we know if this was post-2004? Because, oh, oh, no, early (laughs) days. Shit. Joe, you've just, your reputation is in tatters. Okay, can I
2: hand in my card? (laughs) Yeah, give it, hand it over.
0: (laughs) All right, well, we've got two more, so you can redeem yourself. You can redeem yourself. All right, okay, here we go. Next one.
2: No, I've never kissed a woman before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is not
0: Britney's fears.
2: She would not moan. I've never, <laughs> no never kissed a no woman. before I mean, it could be sort of. <laughs> you know, there was the Paris Hilton days there where was words the Paris were, Hilton were very days. slurred in yeah. 2005.
0: Should we hear her again? Really get? Really, really think, Britney. Okay. No, I've
2: never kissed a woman before. It's not, no, no, it's oh, not. I've never kissed no. a woman
0: before. It can't be
2: Britney, can it? It's because it, it's said with a smile, and I just think, like Britney, obviously did the Madonna kiss. Yeah. Um, when um, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand four. Yeah, I was like fourteen, I think. Okay, I think. Well, it's only I fact mean, check. Fact check. It's at my cut off point, <laughs> uh, and I just think she would have still, in an interview, she would have still been doing like Southern Belle, like. <gasps> Oh I don't know It just you know She would have sort of Been sure. a bit pious Sure Whereas this Seems like it's said With a really naughty Smile in the it corner does. Of her mouth you And know. The, the,
0: the way she says Woman She proper moans There 2003 I was wrong I don't know why I even dared Challenge you On your Britney <laughs> knowledge I do know who I think I am So we're saying We're saying This is porn right Yeah Yeah I mean it's one or the other Come on Yeah this is porn Yeah we're saying It is porn not porn. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Britney being interviewed about kissing Madonna at the music awards. Okay. Look. God, I had such high hopes for that girl. I, I Right, let's hear that again. No, I've never kissed a woman before.
3: Why is she moaning?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Britney. I get that that is technically the brand, is like pretending to be a southern belle virgin whereas actually you know being one for the dads (laughs) I'm being told that apparently she's
0: all like shy and looking down while she's being asked about I feel very uncomfortable I do I
2: I feel I, you know I'm I'm just so glad to see her doing really well now you know I mean like she's She's, really in good health
0: she's she's doing her thing Are, are, are you going to see her at Brighton Pride no, it's in
2: August. I'll be in Edinburgh.
0: Oh, of course you will. Yeah, yeah. oh, then that, that means I'm not going to come see a show because I'm seeing Britney.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not Brittany. just doing it for one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Edinburgh for a whole month. Oh, OK. And that, that is a while. And I didn't want to fly down because of climate change. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right, well, your reputation is
0: in, in the gutter, so we've got one more. Oh, I'm so One ashamed. more. Please redeem yourself. OK. I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. yeah excited. That's, and that's porn. porn. <laughs> no
2: question. That is absolutely porn. Unless, uh, can we hear the voice at the end again? Okay. I'm a
0: little bit nervous. Yeah. yeah excited. Oh, oh. There's a little glimmer. That's only because neck-
2: I wondered because the because <laughs> the voice had like a nasal tone. I thought it like it could be Simon. <laughs> <laughs> um oh there I go. First name terms Claire Um the aforementioned Simon. No, I think it's porn. I think it's porn. I, I, I think we're both saying that
0: it is porn. I really Jesus, hope we're, we're right. Jesus wrong. Christ. Porn. Porn! Ah, ah hooray for porn. Okay, so this is a horny girl wanting
2: to star in her first porno and, and she's very
0: she's very nervous and about she's it. She's nervous
2: for her first. Well, I mean, I wonder how many times she's shot her first uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, quite, quite. it's it's an exploitative industry which can be done very well, but on the whole, it's you know you just got to look out for the performers. Think of the performers.
0: Think of the performers. There are there are some some decent directors, producers out there doing good stuff, but I I know what you mean.
2: Okay, tell me during the next song.
0: Okay, I will. <laughs> uh, we're actually gonna. I was at Lovebox and at Citadel at the weekend, and I also got to interview the lovely Isaac Gracie. So we're going to go to that interview now, and then we're going to play some Sex Confessions. So. If you haven't sent in your sex confessions yet, you can do that anonymously by emailing callum at FUBARRadio.com and we'll be reacting to those in just a little bit. I'm here at Citadel with the amazing Isaac Gracie. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, you're performing later, that's right?
5: 5.30.
0: And are you excited? How are you feeling?
5: I'm really excited.
0: Yeah? I, yeah. A little birdie told me that you don't like Sundays. Is that true?
5: I don't like Sundays. No, they're actually, yeah, by far my least favourite day.
0: So how do you feel having to work on a Sunday?
5: I actually, uh, I really like it because otherwise I'd probably be quite bored and depressed. Fair. You know, so uh, this gives me an excuse to uh, enjoy the sun, Mm -hmm. play some music and uh, drink copious amounts of alcohol, so... Who can complain, Beautiful. really.
0: Nobody can complain with that. And you were you were playing the Montreux Jazz Festival. That's Montreux you're Jazz, yeah, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, ever... I was
5: playing that on Tuesday. I was doing a Girton Festival yesterday, yeah. Okay.
0: Would you ever kind of... Because um, I feel like your sound has a very unique vibe and you ha- you definitely have your genre. Would you consider branching out into other things, like jazz, for instance? Like
5: jazz, wow. Well, um, I can't play jazz. Yeah, I know. So that would be the there. main thing between me and ever doing, like, a jazz record. Uh, I would love to sing some uh, jazz standards, um, but I think, you know, at the point in my career that I'm at, I have a lot of, uh, a lot of songs, I guess, to get off my chest, mm-hmm. um, which is nice to have that. Um, and then I think one of the beauties of uh, uh, creativity or, and music and all other kind of um, art forms or whatever is the um, freedom to explore different realms of uh, inspiration and stuff so mm. who can say maybe like in 10 years time if you know um, I run out of ideas maybe but who knows
0: and, and and speaking of kind of like the freedom to explore is there any kind of what would be the dream for you
5: well in exploration yeah honestly I don't know doing something I'm proud of is, is the, the main thing I, um, I think in this day and age it's really difficult to uh, not be drowned uh, creatively by the wealth of uh, you know um, things we're seeing all the time mm-hmm. like social media and stuff it becomes like this uh, overwhelming view into the abyss and um, and I think if I could just kind of maintain my own voice no matter what it is that I'm doing that, that really inspires me and keeps me uh, interested mm-hmm. then then that's all I care about. Do you,
0: do you think you can kind of get lost in the world of social media sometimes? You know, there's a lot of people talking, there's a lot of voices, I think, it can be overwhelming.
5: No, I, I think it's only overwhelming. I don't, I don't really think that there's any other way that it can be because you can't, it's very difficult to have a um, one foot in, one foot out relation mm-hmm. to it. You kind of have to really be consumed by it. And, and not so much in a way that it really matters to you. I wouldn't say that it, social media matters to me at all Okay, as a human being, but it has to matter in so far as uh, you know how the world works. Part I can't, I can't career. avoid seeing yeah. the world through it, you know. And I can't, I can't pretend that I don't see what I see. So, and I think that's how you know most people see it, it will experience it. You know, it's impossible to not see it as a reflection upon yourself, no matter how well you know yourself or how uh, confident you are in what you're doing. You'll always have this kind of be aware of this big scary world outside mm-hmm. of you and that's not very comfortable, I don't yeah. think but.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, since we are here at Citadel, I thought I'd ask you a few questions about festivals Yeah. So, if you were going to a festival and you had the choice between seeing the headline act or a secret set you don't know who it is, yeah. which would you choose? Secret set, all yeah. day,
5: secret set Yeah, I like that well, uh, I mean uh, I saw um, I saw King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard at a uh, glastonbury last year playing in the raven's nest and that was probably the best gig i've ever seen yeah um and had the best vibe um you know hands down so obviously if it's radiohead you know or tame impala to be fair you know it's hard very hard hard to like yeah pass that up but uh secret set is usually the way to go
0: yeah absolutely um okay so you mentioned earlier on in the interview that you like to have a few drinks at a festival um Mm -hmm. what is your recovery method
5: oh i'm good with recovery yeah i live in perpetual recovery yeah (laughs) i've learned recovery very well you uh well you begin the recovery while you're still in the mode of drinking i find so you just have to get the water in um you know try and sleep obviously as much as you can and then the next morning water baraka uh carrots and cucumber
0: carrots and cu- that, that's yeah. the first time i've heard that carrots usually i cucumber. hear big mac
5: no carrots and cucumber man just go all health all the way uh, lemon and ginger tea for me that's that's a win and um if you can really face it just go for a run
0: good answer well it's been amazing talking to you thank you so much for coming and can't wait to see us later today
5: cheers man thanks for having me thank you Will I sleep all day And drink all night
0: That was the lovely Isaac Gracie there. If you want to catch that full interview, it is now available on YouTube as well. Uh, You have been sending in your sex confessions. Um, Loads of you also sent your sex confessions over through Instagram as well. So thank you so much for sending those through. Um, Now we're going to react to a few of these. So um, I'm going to throw you in at the deep end. Would
2: you like to read the top one for me? So sex confession number 1 it's a plea for advice really is um I always wondered if it was okay to jack off a couple of times a day can't help
0: I feel like I feel like this is one of those questions that people ask all the time like I feel like when we're growing up we're told oh if you masturbate too much you'll go blind yeah um I there is nothing wrong with masturbating a couple of times a day. There is nothing wrong. Masturbate all you want. Like I feel like if you're going at it a lot, especially if you're not using lube, you might get like friction burns and things. But other than that, there's literally there's no medical risk when it comes to
2: masturbation. I know. And mate, if you still can do it a couple of times a day, get in there. <laughs> your, de- your days are numbered. It's not going to last long. You'll be you'll be spitting dust by your second <laughs> chance by the time you're 30.
0: I'm I'm heading for 30, and I I feel like most days I still manage to pop a few out. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Um. I'm a very sexually charged person. And you're not very busy. I've just not got a lot on. Well, honestly, like, I've recently gone, like, taken the plunge into self-employment full-time. And I find it, you know, sometimes quite difficult to, you know, to not just stop my working day and just
2: i'm on porn again that's how you know you're stressed i think you, that's how you know there's a deadline coming is when yeah. you've had like a, an 11:30 a.m. little break yeah
0: and uh, th- those breaks are coming quite frequently at the moment so i'm i'm having a good time i'm having a Great. good time that that's that's all i'm going to say all right the next one i hate how much i love sucking off massive
2: cocks just
0: wanna keep finding that finding even bigger ones what, why why do you hate it i mean you 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 love it
2: ache maybe they just need a good facial misuse
0: yeah i feel like that could take its toll on your jaw if you you know constantly because you kind of have to i feel like with blowjobs there's a very certain kind of mouth position you have to to kind of keep going and that can quite get quite because you've got to keep the teeth out of the way while you've
2: got to keep that suction tight and
0: you know it's, it's a lot on the jaw
2: it's 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 a stress. It's it um, good for a muscular face. Uh, do people like yeah, that? Yeah, maybe it's like a workout. I don't know. Like, oh yeah, you've got like good jaw going on.
0: Mm. Is is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. Um, I think uh, all power to you. You keep if you if you like sucking off a massive deck, and you want to go and find bigger ones. Maybe think of it. it
2: if it's causing too much strain. Maybe think of it as like a five-two diet. And um, <laughs> just have a couple of days of, um, you know, <laughs> sacrifice sure. where, where you're very saintly. And then five days, gobble as much as you want. So it's five days on the massive cock yeah, and then five two days, days on, off. Two days off.
0: It sounds great to me. Sounds, sounds like kill a killer week. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to read the next one?
2: Oh, well, on theme, um, I have braces and my boyfriend's foreskin got stuck in a brace when I sucked him off.
0: Okay. <clears throat> I have a story about this. Oh, oh yeah, I do. Um, so I, this didn't happen to me. So I was dating this guy and he had braces. And then a friend told me that he had dated somebody before me and while he'd been sucking him off, the, the foreskin had got stuck in the braces uh, and it had, like, ripped the oh. foreskin. Um, and that meant so that when he went down on me for the first time, I was it, I felt like I was putting my dick in a blender. Like, I was terrified, <laughs> which meant I went soft and then he was like, what's the problem? Is it me? Oh, well, you've like, just
2: told me a horror story <laughs> before bed.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that was... It was really not a fun time. So, oh. Imagine, imagine, like, either being either partner, like having the braces and getting the foreskin stuck or having your foreskin stuck. Oh, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm I'm very much against circumcising babies, but this is an argument for it. Don't (laughs) circumcise babies, please, please don't do it. I think it's bad. But, you know, if, if you're going to have an argument for it, I think, I think this is, think this is the one. (laughs) Um,
2: it's an interesting religion you have there. Um, I think. Well, maybe if you're worried about getting back into it, is there a cha- Is there something you could practice with? Yeah.
3: Um,
2: Aldi now do these. Um, not to, not to cast shade upon your boyfriend, but just uh, thinking back to the jaw slack situation. Aldi now do little boxes of like small salad cucumbers, so you don't need to be wrapping around like a full sized. Yeah. Um, um you know like work a day cucumber you yeah, can just yeah. have a practice on a, on a on a little one and that can help you maybe work out your teeth situation lip positioning i i think that's brilliant advice i think that, go with go with that i, I yeah
0: can't can't fault that <laughs> <laughs> okay the next one while i was out cruising i met a guy we were in the toilets in a local shopping center we were in the disabled cubicle after we had finished the deed there was a loud knock on the cubicle door the security guy radioed for backup as there was two males in a cubicle. So I called, told the guy to hold my arm as we left the cubicle. We walked out like I was disabled. Oh, no. He radioed again saying, it's fine, just a guy in his carer. I don't know how I got away with this. Oh, my God, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> straight to the deepest, darkest, hottest part of hell. I can't believe that you pretended to be disabled to get away with that but
2: at the same time I mean thinking quick on your feet true firstly thank you for not describing how you pretended to be disabled yes um, thank you for that that would have made us uh hate you more <laughs> um, <laughs> no uh I think next time just run yeah yeah just I, run just push back you know have like a fun flirty like hey I, it's a teen movie I'm running through the mall
0: I think that's I think that's the way as well like it's it's you know it was just security all they were going to do is throw you out you
2: I don't feel like yeah they have many. no they have no okay they, sometimes they, there's like that little prison in Westfield <laughs> I've heard but they can't they can't legally touch you um, this so here here is my tip for cruisers one and all is okay. that privately employed security guards of shopping centers I led to believe can't legally touch you um, or at least they definitely can't in Sainsbury's I know this <laughs> <laughs> right, and how, so if they do you need to to make sure that you are in the vicinity of a security camera because you can bring that up in your court case. That is uh, stellar information. There, I don't know how you've got. Someone's going to tweet and be like, um, "I'm a lawyer." And <laughs> that is not one hundred percent incorrect.
0: <laughs> Brilliant advice there. I mean, I, I absolutely uh, yeah. You're a, I'm. I'm glad we have you here. Is I'm just. I'm thrilled to be in your company, is, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, good good for you, bathroom sex. Also, like, I'm always... I don't know the legalities around bathroom sex. Like, is it actually... A le- is it a crime to have sex in a public bathroom if you're behind a locked door?
3: Hmm. <laughs>
0: like, is it public indecency? Can I have a wank? Like, what if I... I feel like masturbation is a is a healthy part of natural life, and if I'm out and about and busy, and I need to pop one out, surely I'm allowed to do that, so... Am I allowed to have sex? I
2: think you w- certainly wouldn't be allowed at the urinal. I think I think they're all just going to be illegal. I think they're going to be illegal. I'm being told, no, this is all public indecency. Well, I don't... That's what makes it fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The law and morality are not the same. Um, just... Take care of yourselves. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to get myself in trouble if I carry on talking. Uh, next one. Would you like to read this one for me? This one
2: says... Oh, well, oh, where, why have you deleted the it?
0: Give that back to us immediately. There we go.
2: Okay. Um, this one says, I've tried to bottom, but both times he couldn't get his I emoji. Be- <laughs> I'll let you fill in that one. In my emoji, emoji. Uh, what should I do?
0: I think this is a really good Question: Actually, um, I think having anal sex for the first time, presumably it's this. Yeah, I think it's this person's first time. I think it can be quite difficult. And I think number one is use lots of lubricant. Number two is don't just try and put the penis in straight away, especially if it's your first time. I think a little bit of light fingering and things like that can definitely help open you up and get you ready for the for the main event. Um, so it's all about preparation and practice. And there's also, you know, you can practice by yourself. You can you can finger yourself, you can get very small sex toys. So there are like butt plug training kits where the butt, some of the butt plugs are literally like smaller than my little finger and then they grow in size. And just doing things like that, it's all about preparation and getting yourself ready for anal sex.
2: Um, Wait, the plug itself grows?
0: No, like, so so like you can get like, a kit
2: okay. um, and that has. And it has lots of different sizes. It has multiple sizes. ones. I was imagining, you know, them key rings that you like <laughs> chuck in the bath and it turns into a towel. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just stick one of them inside you and, <laughs> and it'll just gra- yeah, You'll would, be vast in no time.
0: I think that would be a brilliant invention. Like, you put in a little butt plug and then, I don't know, like you fill it gradually with air so it like Yeah, but slowly. how do you tell it to stop? Like, does it have a safe word?
2: <laughs>
0: safe words are important. Mine is pumpernickel that's a lot of syllables yeah but oh that's true a safe word should be something that you can just get off (laughs) get out of here uh yeah but i just feel like you know nobody can get sexual if they hear the word pumpernickel It's it's an instant boner killer you know uh wise okay that's what you want that's what you want from that's what you want from a safe word okay next one is i want my first time to be with a boyfriend but i feel like it's keeping me from hooking up Okay, well, I feel like it's it's absolutely fine to set your own boundaries. And if you want your if you want to lose your virginity with someone you love for it to be a boyfriend, then that's absolutely fine. That's absolutely allowed. But to play devil's advocate, I also think that virginity is like this massive virginity is not a thing. Like it's this weird construct that we've all created. And I don't think I think a lot of people sometimes put a lot of emphasis on virginity. That's not always needed. Like having sex for the first time is just. The first time you have sex, it doesn't need to be this big, main event. You're looking at
2: me like you completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like it's a graded experience. There are like six virginities, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you, I would say gift yourself some of those, maybe,
3: yeah. and then you
2: know save a couple for the one.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I feel like as gay men as well, we we get a few more virginities than than most people.
2: Um, I don't know. I I mean, anyone can really do any of them if they try. That's true. That is very, very true. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know why I would, you know, because gay sex, anal sex, and they do not equate. You know, the straights can have anal fun too. But, you know, traditionally, the gays have a lot more anal. It's true. We do. We do.
2: It's it's a thing. If there's one thing my grandma Mary always said about the (laughs) gays... They do love a
0: bit of anal. They do love a bit of anal. And this is coming from me. I don't even enjoy anal sex, so I don't don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Do we have any advice for this person?
2: Um, I would say, yeah, don't... I think... uh, Feel... Well... Oh, it's a difficult one, really, because you don't want to, like castigate them for making one decision either way or the other. But I would just say, yeah, there is certainly... If if this is a male-male relationship you're looking for, then, then there's no harm in having a fumble with a few others yeah. just to warm up. But you can save the big thing if you feel that's the... L-
0: I agree with that. that, Yeah, brilliant answer. I agree completely. (laughs) Throwing myself behind that. All right, next one. Would you like to read this one for me?
2: I mean, this is just a brag. (laughs) (laughs) It says, "I had a threesome recently. Two hours later, someone gave me hair." Yeah, well, good for you. Like that is just a brag. Yeah. What name is the club? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it sounds like you're having a great time.
0: Yeah, good for you bragging yeah great you're having fun we we, we support this um, you're having a great
2: time or oh, do people treat this like confession is this maybe is this like at work or uh, in the library.
0: I mean, it's quite—it's quite possible that this person is—is is, you know, this is a big deal for them. Maybe you know, they could have been a virgin it's before a this big night.
2: Deal. Um, and then three threesome <laughs> and then a
0: blowjob, and it's like fuck me. You're at
2: executive level
0: now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, stepping up in the
0: world. <laughs> uh, next one is the night I had my first kiss. I kissed six people in total, and I don't remember anything
2: whoa people are just having these whirlwind experiences <laughs> sweet
0: how is everyone just going from naught to 50 where 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 are you going 50
2: no he only said six <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just I, um my first sexual experience was a threesome what yeah oh my god it wasn't like we it wasn't a good one obviously. we weren't having anal and it wasn't like but It was just, you know, a bit of fumble, fumble, sucky, sucky, fun, fun. But that was my first ever sexual experience was with two guys. Did you go to boarding
2: school? No, what? Oh, that's just what I presume boarding school is. (laughs) But that's just a nice thought I like to keep. I don't want anyone to ruin that for me. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, I really. I feel like I really want to go to boarding school if that.
3: (laughs) No! Not now! (laughs) Jesus! Backtrack.
0: No, not what I meant. I meant. I mean, you know what I meant? I feel like when I was a teenager, (laughs) I would have liked to have gone to boarding school. (laughs) Please don't edit this to make me sound like a monster. I. Please, please leave that caveat in there. I think that's very, very important. Uh, I'm going to read the next one. Uh, I am in a relationship with a 33-year-old and I'm 20. What are your thoughts on age gaps in relationships? I feel like that's a 13-year age gap. Isn't that like Tom Daly, Dustin Lance Black is like that kind of age gap? Oh, is
2: that about that gap? So long as you feel um, safe and confident, um, then yeah there's there's no issue because some people can be some people can be like 20 on the outside but they're 60 in you know some people are are born middle-aged um and yeah so i would just say so long as you're happy and you you know you feel like confident and secure then that's no problem
0: yeah and i i I completely agree as well i think as, as long as everybody is of a consensual age then why does it matter you're two consenting adults a 33 year old and a 20 year old both adults doing their thing so I don't I think it's fine and I don't think anyone should judge you for it I think there are a lot of people out there who, who do which but I think that's wrong and I think that's bad you live your best life and if you're both happy that's all that matters
2: and take pictures Because you're only young once <laughs> <laughs> Yes
0: Absolutely that um, Well Joe That brings we, we had some more Sex Confessions Which we will do On another show But Joe That brings us To the end of the show it's been, it's been A pleasure Having you here um, And so obviously You've got Toxic At the Edinburgh Fringe Coming mm-hmm. up in August Which is I now understand Is a month long And not it's just a, a month couple of days long festival. Um, so if people Want to get along they I guess they have to Get up to Edinburgh Fringe
2: and support you Get yourself to Edinburgh Or if you're in uh, York, I have a preview at the Great Yorkshire Fringe next uh, Tuesday on the 24th um, if you're in London in fact I actually have one tonight Ooh. at 9.30 at the Albany oh you're hopping straight on Street. over yep I don't imagine that'll be busy um, and then I have one next week um, in just next to Shoreditch Park at the Rosemary Branch Theatre it's one of my favourite venues um, and it's nice and cheap tickets on the door Ooh, do come along amazing so Wednesday 25th
0: maybe I'll pop, I'll pop it. oh no I'm, I'm here doing radio otherwise ah, I would have yeah. I I I popped along <laughs> ah, yeah, um, amazing and if people want to follow you on social media and I I was reading your Twitter earlier today and you are very funny. Oh, thanks. I keep getting told that I'm not like active enough. Well, um, I would like you to be a little bit more active. A few more tweets would be nice. Right. Just a few more. Okay,
2: mum. <laughs> I've got bills to pay. <laughs> so where can people find you on social media? Um, at Joe Sutherland underscore on twitter it's the same as emily like someone had taken just plain joe oh, sutherland they're just like some 14 year old karate kid um <laughs> so i dare not take it up with him in case he like chops me um and then instagram is joe modity j-o-m-i-d-i-t-y I mean, it's not a word, so that's why I don't know how to spell it. Um, and uh, and then I live roughly in the N1 area. If you just see me around,
0: just to say just say hi. But <laughs> well, if, if if people can't spell those things that you just spelled out, I, uh, they'll also be able to find you by going to the foobar Radio pages, and you'll all be tagged there. So um, do go follow Joe everywhere. Um, you've been an amazing guest. It's been a pleasure oh, to thanks. have you on. It's been so much fun. Um, it's been a blast. I'm going to play you out with a little bit of the waitresses.